What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the TCP Podcast. This is Tyler Clark with TC Performance, and I appreciate you guys for tuning back in as usual. Real quick reminder, please just rate this thing, review it, tell somebody else about it who may not know about it, but may enjoy the actual episode and the show itself. Um, it goes a long way. Really appreciate it. But with that out of the way, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter, and it's going to be piggybacking off of an episode that I put out a little bit earlier in the, into the summer. I'm talking about off-season training, strength training specifically, how we can program and kind of the phases of the summer, the off-season and whatnot. So I, obviously we're kind of getting into the preseason now. So I'm going to talk about the off-season training, how we can still, you know, program and build our off-season in the weight room, but then also talk about late phase off-season and then a little bit preseason, but I may make that its own episode. So what did we cover last time early off-season? So, you know, Quick synopsis, um, go back and listen to it for sure, though, if you haven't. Um, early offseason should be as general as possible because we're just coming off of a rigorous and pretty intense season, typically seven-ish months, um, depending on what level you're at, high school, college, professionally, whatever it is. If you're in high school, you're probably just playing year-round with AAU, so you don't really get much of a break. My point is you're, you're doing the same movements, whether it's in practice or game, or if you're just fooling around training, like skill work, whatever it is, you're getting the same movement patterns over and over and over again. So killing our joints, killing our connective tissue, all that good stuff. So it's important to be very, very general in the weight room and as far away from specific as possible. So sport specificity, early off season shouldn't even be in the vocabulary, right? We're not we're not loading up a quarter squad or we're not loading up a, a jump with a trap bar or dumbbell, for example, or anything specific to your sport. It doesn't have to be basketball. It should just be very, very general, right? It should be very, very restorative. So like I mentioned, one by 20 stuff, two sets of 15 to 20 reps. Like you, We want to build that aerobic base, right? We want to full range of motion training, one by 20 stuff, build that endurance, build that our, our, our aerobic base and kind of start from ground zero again, right? Restore the body because it's just went through a long, very exhausting season. And we've seen a lot of the same movement patterns. So let's just kind of take a step back, restore the body, restore the joints, get the connective tissue, some love, all that kind of stuff. So that was early phase off season. So now we're kind of getting into that middle stage. Then we'll get into that late stage, the middle stage to me is pretty easy to program. Um, obviously things come up and it'll be specific to the athletes that you have and things you're going to have to adapt on the fly, obviously, but programming that middle stage off season, middle phase sh- is typically the easiest phase of the off season because now, like I said, the early off season, want to create an aerobic base, very restorative one by 20 stuff, general, general movement patterns. We're just trying to build them up as humans again. Now, that middle phase of the off season, we're just building off of what we did in that early phase. So we're now progressing the movements that we incorporated in that early phase. We're loading them a little bit more. If you're following a traditional periodization scheme, it may be, you know, your typical strength block or strength phase. Um, And there's so many different ways to program. Some people say speed first over strength. You, You can go about it a lot of different ways but the important thing is that you're following something you put something on paper you've programmed it and you're progressively overloading certain movements 
and whatnot. So that's the important thing, right? So maybe in this phase as well, you might start introducing some Olympic lifts or Olympic variations, whether that's with a med ball, if you do your traditional Olympic lifts, uh, you know, progressing up to an actual clean, a high pull, um, a snatch, a jerk, whatever it is. Personally, I don't do a bunch of Olympic lifting, so I would include more things like a med ball toss, kettlebell swing, sprinting, plyometrics. I think you get a lot more bang for your buck through those things rather than your traditional Olympic lifting, but that's besides the point you're going to start programming those kind of things in, right? Slowly but surely, and now we're going to progress, right? So I mentioned plyometrics and sprinting. Sprinting is a plyometric. You could have a day or two dedicated to maybe the field, and you're doing some field work with some low-level and slightly higher-level plyometrics, and then add some sprinting in there. Sprinting is phenomenal. It's great for your hamstring. It's great for the CNS. It's the most potent plyometric that we can get. Um, So, I, I highly recommend programming that into your program, um, off-season program. Sprint as much as possible, right? And don't overdo it, obviously. But if you can get two or three days a week, sprints, very, very effective. And it's very, very useful for a lot of athletes. So early off-season, just to kind of go back again, we we may or may not include some extensive plyometrics, right? Some jump rope, maybe some very, very low-level single-leg hops, bilateral hops, um, and just build our way up to more intense stuff. Now, this middle phase, that's when we're going to get a little bit more intense, right? Progress off of what we've done, and we just want to build from the base slowly, and we, we get that opportunity in the off-season, right? In the season, there's so many variables that we have to adapt to as coaches and as athletes that we don't really get the opportunity to start from ground zero. So if you do get that opportunity, progress the right way, right? And like, it's going to be different for different athletes. Some athletes can progress sooner, but maybe that's not the best thing. So progress your plyometrics properly, right? Every week increase, say you're trying to progress up to a drop jump, right? You're, you're dropping off of a, say, 12-inch box, and you want to get off the ground as quick as possible. It's very ankle dominant. It's It's... It's a pretty intense plyometric, so that's not something that you would throw at your athletes immediately. You have to work your way up to that, right? So early off-season, it might be those single-leg assisted hops, right, or bilateral assisted hops, just working on that ankle dominance just so they get the movement down, slowly but surely progress into body weight, and then load it up a little bit. Instead of going straight to a box, maybe it's a pogo into an attack jump, Um, basically just pogo getting up into the air, then you're punching the ground similar to the motion that you would get in a drop jump, right? Different ways to progress and then go to a small box, get a drop jump. Whenever that's too easy, you're not getting enough adaptation from that. Then you increase the box a little bit, slowly progress, slowly progress. You know what I mean? Just make sure you're listening to your athlete and you're progressing properly. Like if, if you have to go back a scale, scale back a little bit the next day, the next week, that's okay. You have the whole summer, right? Another thing that I want to mention is, is, when you do get this opportunity in the off season, I've mentioned kind of microdosing throughout the season, uh, in season stuff, like a, a, a little bit, a lot, right? You're going to get a, a, a little bit of stimulus a lot throughout the entire season. So maybe every single day, four or five times a week, whatever it is. So a little bit goes a long way, but in this, in the off season, it's more so the opposite. So if I'm going three days a week, rather than 20, 30 minute session, I'm probably going for two hours, right? That's when we can go macro dosing so we want to kind of 
get the most we we possibly can. Like we want to have a long session because we have an entire day in between to recover, to adapt. We also don't necessarily have to worry about, you know, those doms setting in and affecting how they play because we're not necessarily worried about games. In the off season, they don't have big time games. They might have scrimmages or they might have pickup, but that's not necessarily too much of a concern because now we can just chase adaptation, right? We, we, we can chase what we're wanting to in the weight room. We can get bigger, stronger, faster. So those sessions are going to be a little bit more macro and I don't mean to get too far off. So let's get back on track. Um, again, that middle off season is not going to be too, too complicated, right? It's going to be a progression of that early off season. So sets and reps will go from one to two to maybe three to four. And now our rep scheme for building strength is going to look more like six to eight or maybe even four to eight depending on where you're at, like late, late stage strength phase is you're probably going to look more so at like four reps, four to six reps. So that in your traditional periodization, you can be in that strength phase, right? Like I said, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, I don't necessarily identify my phases as hypertrophy, strength, power. I, I don't think that programming is that linear. There's a lot of things that come up. And also you can get a lot of stimulus from, like I said, your plyometrics, your speed work, your med ball throws, your Olympic variation, like those kind of things. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a strength block or a strength phase. But if you're following that traditional phase and to make things a little bit easier, if you're an athlete or if you're a coach, you don't specialize in this kind of stuff. You can go that early off season is going to be your quote unquote hypertrophy or endurance one by 20 method and just want to build an aerobic base for a general full range of motion strengthening. Now that middle phase is going to be a little bit more of your strength stuff. So you want to go, you know, three to four reps and anywhere between four to eight sets of a squat of a trap bar deadlift, your, your bigger lifts, a dumbbell bench press, a barbell bench press, you know, rows, your, your bigger compound lifts will be higher sets, lower reps. So that's kind of your early and middle off season, how you can program, how you can go about that. Now, late stage off season is where we're going to get a little bit more specific, right? So we're still going to progress off, off of what we've done so far in the early off season and the middle off season, except now, instead of say a three day a week, full body training split, it might be a little bit more specific. And I'm going to talk specifically to basketball here. I like an upper lower split. So say Monday is upper, Tuesday is lower. Wednesday can be an off day or an active recovery day. You can throw in you know, a, a variety of different things on Wednesday for an active recovery day. Um, and then Thursday, we're back to that upper and then Friday is lower. And then you can differentiate, you know, the, the Monday and Tuesday can be your heavy days, whereas Wednesday or uh, Thursday, Friday can be your lighter days. Um, what I mean by that is, so Monday, a heavy upper could be a heavy dumbbell bench press, right? Or a heavy barbell back squat or a front squat or trap bar deadlift or Whatever exercises you want to prescribe in those Monday, Tuesdays, that's whenever you can go heavy. And then Thursday, Friday can be a little bit more, you know, that hypertrophy slash endurance stuff, a little bit lighter, maybe more speed strength. So you're looking for more power, more speed. Um, and also, so this late stage, like I said, is going to be a little bit more specific. So the exercise selection should be a little bit more specific to the sport. So 
instead of a goblet squat, maybe we're getting a split squat or a rear foot elevated split squat, right? A little bit more specific to what we see in a game. Maybe instead of the tempo being, you know, 3-1-3 or 2-1-2, it's a little bit faster. So the eccentric phase is going to be faster. An isometric phase is going to be a little bit longer. You want to hold in that position, come back up, explode out of that position, right? So the tempo, we're going to fool around with that to make it a lot more specific to the game because we're entering late stage offseason. So we're looking at the preseason right around the corner. So we have to be prepared for the physical demands of the sport. Deceleration, cutting, acceleration or propulsion, uh, repeated jumps. So this is where our power training would come in that traditional periodization scheme, hypertrophy, strength. Now this is power, right? So the the adaptation that we're looking for is high, high, high velocity stuff, powerful speed. So now it's a lot more power-based stuff, a lot more of those Olympic variations. On those heavy days, you could do a heavy front squat or a, a heavy trap bar deadlift, but you might contrast it with a with a med ball throw or a sprint or a kettlebell swing or something because you don't necessarily want to build just straight strength now you want power you want to be fast you want to that complex type training the the contrast training french contrast those are the kind of things that you want to implement at this point right and like i said for those the accessory stuff now so you want to be a little bit more specific if you're doing a split squat or a rear foot elevated you're going to do late stage takeoff so if you're jumping off of one foot you might want to elevate the heel and that's the kind of split squat that you want to mimic what we see in an actual game whenever we're jumping off of one foot or instead of four range of motion squat front squat or back squat it might be a quarter squat we're loading that thing up right so we just want to make it a little bit more specific to the actual game of basketball because now we want to overload and adapt in those positions that we see a lot. I still like to maintain one or two field days and still keep sprinting present, right? Like I said, it's a very potent and extremely, extremely useful plyometric. It has so many benefits. It's it's really hard to list them all, but I would keep sprinting pretty present. Um, and now conditioning is going to be a lot more specific. So you can condition in, in different ways. Obviously, you can condition on a treadmill, you can do fartleks, you can do, you know, tempo runs, you can do a bunch of different things to condition. But then obviously at this point, you're going to be playing a lot more basketball. So if you are a strength coach or if you're a mesh of both or if you're just the skills coach, you can communicate with the strength coach and just figure out, all right, so we're actually going to do conditioning on court today. Say it's a three on three half court, right? You can do three sets of eight minutes. Next week, go three sets of 10 minutes. The week after that, go three sets of 12 minutes, right? Have like, I don't know, three to four minutes rest in between those sets or quarters, whatever you want to call it. Um, and just slowly progress your conditioning too, because that's how we're going to see the most benefits whenever we're progressing both the conditioning and our strength work. Like I said, that late phase is going to be a lot more power-based if you're following the traditional periodization scheme hypertrophy strength now we're entering that power phase and now what do the reps sets and all that kind of stuff look like for a power phase or this kind of off-season phase so for power-based stuff it's going to be much higher sets much lower reps and the biggest thing with power speed strength and whatever else you want to call it is the intent so if we're going to go you know anywhere between six to eight sets 
and only two to three reps per set, we want all the intention that we can get, right? So if it's going to be, say, a pin squat, right? So we have a barbell or a safety bar on our back. We're loading that up pretty heavy. Um, it's on some pins, and all we're doing is, is we're focusing on the concentric phase. So we're just pushing up. That's it. We're not even worried about the eccentric phase. So say we do an eight by two, right? Eight sets, two reps. In between those sets, we want as much recovery as possible. So it would probably look like one and a half to two minutes rest in between those sets because we want every single time we step back up to that barbell or safety bar, whatever you're using, to be 100%. You don't want to be fatigued. You want to be as fresh as possible because we want as much intention as possible, right? So rest time is going to drastically change as well whenever we're searching for power, right? So like I said, if it's eight by two or if it's six by four, or if it's 10 by two, whatever the sets and reps it is, obviously that's up to your disclosure. You can use it however you want. Just make sure you have adequate rest time in between. So anywhere between one to three minutes the higher you get on sets, the more intent you want, the more fresh you want to be, the more rest you're going to have in between those sets, right? So that's super important as well. Um, for any contrast or complex training, you know, PAP, uh, post-activation potentiation, that's some stuff that you can implement as well during these phases, uh, power phase. A super simple complex or contrast series that you can do is load up a trap bar deadlift, probably like 80% of your, your overall max. So you go six by four, eight by two, you do your two reps, you do your four reps, and then give yourself a little bit of time, probably like 20 to 30 seconds rest, and then step over to maybe a kettlebell and give me some kettlebell swings or med ball, or even you could even, depending on what you have access to in your gym, or if you're doing this outside, you could do your loaded 80% loaded uh, trap bar deadlift and then immediately step over to like a 20 yard sprint or something like that. So you're ideally loading up the system, right? You're, you're, you're recruiting more muscle fibers. And then as soon as you're done with that trap bar deadlift, the idea is that you step over to that sprint or the kettlebell swings or the med ball throws. And then you're, you're recruiting the same amount of muscle fibers. So you're getting a bunch of intent and that sprint should increase. Right, so that's a that's an easy way to do that, and that's a great way to do the things in a power phase or or late off season. One more thing to add as far as late off season stuff goes is I mentioned progressively overloading our plyometrics too. Right, so now that we're late stage, late phase off season, almost entering our preseason, the plyometrics are going to be pretty intense. So we have to adjust our sets and reps accordingly to that kind of stuff as well, right? I mentioned a drop jump. So if we're going from pretty high now, or even if we're at a 12 inch box, it doesn't really matter. Whatever is hard for the athlete, if it's pretty intense, we probably only want to go anywhere between three to four sets of that drop jump and only three to five jumps, right? It's very intense. So it's similar to the pin squad, right? In between sets, we want max intent. We want to get up as high as we can. We want to be fresh on those drop jumps. You can also start loading up those plyometrics. Like I said, maybe a weighted jump, whether that's dumbbell, trap bar, med ball, kettlebell, whatever it is, you can load up a little bit on those plyometrics. Maybe it's good for that athlete. Obviously, listen to your athletes, make that decision for yourself. Um, and then just as we progress and get closer and closer to the actual season, 
we're going to intensify those plyometrics. That's that's the biggest thing. So as as we get closer and as we progressed those plyometrics, the sets and the reps are going to be different as well. So maybe higher sets or anywhere between three to five sets and much lower reps. So if we're going max intent jumps or if we're going, say, bounds, gallops, in, intense things, sprints, whatever it is, you want to go higher sets, lower reps. And with sprints, it would probably be maybe a shorter distance or if you've built up to it, longer distance. It just depends on what you've done to build up to where you're at. So that's a general understanding of how you can format strength training wise, your off season, middle stage, late stage. And then I obviously mentioned early off season and I have an entire episode on that. So go back and listen to that if you didn't know what I was talking about there. But this this is kind of more so just information for you guys to apply to yourself, right? There's a lot of different ways to periodize. There's a lot of different ways to, to program your off season. So do your own research. I just was providing some general stuff so you guys can at least map out your off seasons properly. And I understand for a lot of us, we're now entering the preseason. So I am going to put out strength training in the preseason and how that should look. But like I said, and kind of alluded to earlier in this episode, it's going to be a lot more specific. And that's kind of the theme of the off season strength training wise, right? We get very general and then slowly progress to more specific adaptations and specific exercises and how we're programming those things specific to the sport. So again, this is just some general information. I hope that this was valuable to you guys. Uh, You guys were able to take something away from this and apply it to yourselves, to your athletes and whatnot. So if there's any questions that you guys have, or if you want me to dive deeper into this kind of stuff, I absolutely can. Like I said, I just wanted it to be general. I didn't, we can really get down (laughs) a very, very long route, um, the nitty gritty of programming. But the thing is, is like, there's so many different ways. And I know I mentioned that before, but it's hard for me to say, do it this way. And there's no other way because it's just not true. I don't want to give you guys a format of the actual off season because there's not one format that fits all, right? So it's going to be specific to your clients, your athletes, their training age, who you are as a person, your knowledge, so many variables. So take this information, potentially use it if you want. If not, that's okay too. Just make sure you go and learn yourself, right? So figure out how you can program and effectively do it for your athletes, right? Like I said, there's so many different ways to do it. So just do your own research and figure out a bunch of different ways and then figure out which way works for you. The most important part of all this is applying it to you and your setting for your athletes. So again, hopefully that this was somewhat valuable to you guys. Um, Again, if you have any more questions, please let me know. I'll probably put out some questions on my IG or whatever. Um, And yeah, so make sure to tap into the IG, by the way, at TC performance, uh, TC period performance underscore putting out a lot of stuff on there and I'm getting back on a, regular posting schedule so a lot more content coming soon and i'm going to be posting on youtube soon as well so make sure to look out for all that i appreciate you guys tuning back in